0: When my dad was tragically taken away, our whole world was turned upside down.
1: Real life starts now. This is
0: Real Life Radio Show
1: with Onlay.
0: I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous
1: life. Real people.
0: I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no
1: reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad if
2: you try to take these drugs, I'm gonna kill you.
1: One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, on
2: Hi, this is Evangelist An Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. We're going to talk about real people who have had real problems, and they found answers in a real God. Today, we have someone who had a perfect Christian life until her dad died, and everything went into chaos, including her own life and her morals. You know, when personal tragedies happen, We can often isolate and lose hope. We can live a life where the meaning and the purpose starts to become super fuzzy. Have you ever been there? Is there hope when you feel hopeless? I think our guest will encourage you after she shares what happened to her. Amber, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure.
2: Yeah. Amber, tell us about your life before your father passed away. Would you describe it as a pretty put together life?
0: Yeah, you know, I think we were kind of like that Brady Bunch kind of family. <laughs> you know, my dad was a dentist, orthodontist, and a pastor. Wow. And so we all played sports. It was just kind of that all American family. You know, I grew up with three brothers and myself and wow. a small town. And yeah, we just had kind of the, not without problems, but yeah, kind of that perfect little ideal small town Texas family.
2: Yeah, but really wholesome wholesome interactions. And it seems like your father played a huge part in your guys' lives.
0: Yeah, he did. He was the glue that kind of held us all together in that, you know, typical family kind of way. He raised us with our faith. He raised us in church. And, you know, we had all those kind of morals and ethics growing up and we were a tight, close family.
2: Wow. But then something happened. Amber, how did your father pass away?
0: So my parents were on the way back from a rope and it's something my dad had picked up as a hobby later in life and started roping. And my whole family was in it. My three brothers, my mom and my dad and on the way home, I was meeting them for dinner and they had called to tell me they were headed home and a drunk driver going between two towns who had lost his brother that same day, two years prior was drinking and driving in between the two towns, going back and forth. Oh my
2: forth. gosh!
0: And clocked going over a hundred, hit my parents head on. What? In a car wreck, claiming my dad's life, but then injuring my mom beyond recognition. Oh my god! a on life support, and everyone was careflied to, to different hospitals, and that left me at sixteen to try to make any decision I could for all my family members. Wow!
2: So here you are, six. I mean, that's a very vulnerable age. And to find out, I mean, how did you find out?
0: So I was at home waiting for the phone call when they got to the restaurant. And so our phone rang. You know, back then it was funny because, you know, you had your parents' line and then your regular line. And so our parents' phone rang and it was kind of late. Hmm. And I thought, oh, gosh, you know, somebody called the wrong number late, you know. And I answered the phone and it was somebody hysterical on the other end saying, your parents have been in a bad car wreck. And I was thinking to myself, oh gosh, you know, now it's late. I'm going to have to go out and pick them all up. And so I said, you're thinking
2: of something small.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think you ever think you're going to get the phone call that somebody's passed away that's close to you in your life. Oh my god! I definitely didn't. And, you know, just saying it again, it just sends chills up my back because of that time. You just really don't think that's what the answer is going to be. And the person on the other end, when I ask, well, OK, where are they? I'll go get them. And she said, no, Amber, it's bad. There's care flights, there's ambulance. You can't go there. Oh, no. And that's when I realized something really, really bad had happened. Oh, no. And then you go into, you know, panic mode at that point of shock. Wow. I went to the first hospital then and saw my oldest brother, and my mom was mangled beyond recognition at another hospital. Oh, no. And when I walked in and saw her, I had to ask if that was my mother. I only recognized her clothes. Oh, my gosh. My other brother was on life support fighting for his life. And my youngest brother was at another children's hospital totally separate somewhere else. So, yes, it was very, very tragic. Um, You think, even though I grew up in the faith and, you know, kind of knowing about it, I think at a certain point, I don't know how, you know, how well we're prepared for those type moments of our life.
2: You know, I think a lot of us can say that when we're living our lives and tragic things happen, you know, it shocks us. But then you actually got the news. So eventually you got the news that your father passed
0: away. Tell me about that moment. Yeah, so... Knowing that my dad was kind of the leader of our family, I kept asking for my dad. When I got to the first hospital and I saw my brother and they were taking him back, ironically, I was passing him on the hospital bed as they were willing him back. And he's screaming, pray for dad. Dad needs our help. Pray for dad. Dad needs our help. That's all he could say. And he's covered in blood from head to toe. And I'm shocked at that. I'm sitting there. So I keep saying, just take me to my dad. Just take me to my dad. And nobody will answer answer me. And oh finally, one of the nurses came in and said, Sugar, your dad's already at the funeral home. He didn't make it. Oh my gosh. And at that point, it's taken me many years to realize, but at that point is where I lost hope. Wow. I lost all hope and where I started to spiral downward, you know?
2: Wow. You know, it's so sad because a lot of people, you know, they tend to get mad at God. When some type of tragedy hits their lives, yeah. how did you feel? I mean, you must have not only lost hope, but there must have been sadness, anger, confusion. Tell me about it.
0: Yeah, you know, for a long time, I said I never got angry at God because I had grown up knowing you're not supposed to get angry at God. You know, that's what I'd always been taught. But inadvertently, as I went through my journey of kind of pulling myself out of this funk that I went into, I learned that I didn't directly blame God, but I was giving Him credit for all the bad in my life. And so that inadvertently was me blaming God. In a sense, I didn't trust Him for all the good. I just associated Him with the bad that was about to come in my life. From that moment on is where I derailed And I believe that was set in from just the loss of hope, just thinking the pain was going to last for forever.
2: So you went from maybe like, you know, going to live like a totally Christian, pure lifestyle, just go to church and sports. But then where did your life go from there?
0: Well, that went to my mom in and out of the hospital for years, many, many, many surgeries on lots of medications. My brother, that was on life support, was deemed mentally incapable and unstable. He was also doing a lot of things where he'd lost his mind. And then I had my little brother who was injured, and he was eight. And I pretty much became a caretaker, a mother, and a sister to a brother who just couldn't keep up. Uh-huh. My oldest brother left and went to college and was playing football. And I was overwhelmed by all of the stresses and responsibilities and the heartache and tragedy. Uh-huh. So I tried to start self-medicating, you know, running from anything to get away from the pain. And unfortunately, none of that was running to my faith.
2: So self-medicating, like alcohol, drugs, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I started drinking at a young age and that always leads to more bad choices and wrong people and wrong crowds. And I'd always played sports. So I tried to stay playing sports. I think what I learned to do, what I think a lot of us learn to do is start living a split life. You know, Mm. you're in one responsibility, you know, trying to keep up with your sports and your school and being a cheerleader and all that kind of jazz that you do in high school. And then after at night, going out and drinking and hanging out with friends and doing things you shouldn't be doing and living a ton of a split life, not knowing how to pull yourself out of either. It's almost like you're not living a reality on either side. And I'm that all-American, blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl that was pretty popular. You just didn't think this would be part of my story.
2: Wow. Amber, let's stop there because I want to hear more about how, you know, you go from a life where it's like you're no longer going the direction that you planned your whole life to go and how Jesus really changed that. So, Amber, thanks so much for being on our show. Looking forward to having you on our next show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate it.
2: Hey, don't turn that dial. Let's talk a little bit more after the break.
1: Real Life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and are Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. 877-333-6682. <laughs> Welcome back, where we're going to
2: go deeper into what you just heard. I feel like there's a lot of people who can relate to this. Because when hard things happen in our lives, it can challenge our faith. So much so that we can be tempted to have our faith drop in the backdrop of our lives. It's so easy to allow our hurts in our lives to make like excuse for turning away from God. And often, we don't even know we're doing it. We're just mulling over our hurts trying to survive but doing it all alone rather than with god the bible calls this backsliding it happens and it's real when traumatic events happen in our lives there's a huge temptation to backslide and question or doubt whether god exists or if he's even involved in our lives or even loves us but i want to encourage you with a voice of truth god exists and even more so Though the bad thing happened in your life, he loves you and he will cause it to bring something good in the end. What should you do if you find yourself falling away from the Lord? Well, the Bible gives this instruction in Jeremiah chapter three, verses 21, 22, and it describes first about a person who's backsliding. It says in verse 21, a voice was heard on the desolate heights, weeping and supplications of the children of Israel, for they have perverted their way. They have forgotten the Lord their God. And the instructions in verse 22, it says, Return you backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. And then they respond, Indeed, we do come to you, for you are the Lord our God. Maybe this is your moment to turn back to God, to return to the faith you once knew, and to understand that God is able to heal your backslidings, heal your life, heal the pain that you feel from your past. Let's pray. Father God, right now, I'm praying for my friend who's realized and realizing right now they're turning away. They are slowly turning away from you. And Father, we just ask for you to come into our life, to heal our pain and to heal our backslidings and the consequences from making bad decisions. Lord Jesus, bring your forgiveness, bring your healing. We receive you. We believe in you and we trust you. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. Well, I
1: hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.